three, two, one. Hello all, hope you are well. I am very well myself. Uh, another episode, another day, another episode. It's 12.16pm, Wednesday the 7th of March 2018. Uh, sitting here because I need to leave for uni in about 45 minutes. I've got a class from 2 to 4 and it is quite a large drive. Uh, but, you know, I thought I'd just get this in. A uh, few cool things happening this week um, to be grateful for. And um, and a big, big week of rugby this week. So I'm going to go through my predictions today for both the Six Nations and the Super Rugby. Uh, this week is Super Rugby Week 4. Obviously, for the predictions, it's basically Super Rugby Week 3 of what I've done. Because realistically, Week 1 of Super Rugby had two games in it. Um, so I'm hardly going to... You know, it'd be stupid to... I don't even know why they had those games. I don't. I literally don't understand it. Literally, I, I cannot even get my head around it. Um, but Jesus Christ, did I sleep in today. Woke up at 6.40 this morning, which is... I know it doesn't sound like a big sleep in, but for me, 6.40 is like the latest I've woken up in years. Uh, because I've... You know, I'm normally like a 6 o'clock or beforehand person. Um, so 6.40 was late as shit for me, which meant I was late walking my dog, which meant I was late leaving the house, which means I got stuck in traffic for about 25 minutes, which means that I got to the gym half an hour late, um, which means that everything got pushed back, hence why it is now 12.18 p.m. and I'm recording this podcast. Uh, not to worry, though, because all, all is well, all is going well. Um but Jesus, I knew I was going to be tired because I just had a, you know, yesterday was a massive session. Jesus Christ, it was a, I missed my lower body strength day on um on Saturday because I had to, I was just destroyed. My body was knackered. I was hugely tired. So I said to myself, do you know what? I'm just going to have the day off on Saturday, get back to it on Sunday. And then I had the day off on Monday because that was my big uni day. Then I trained yesterday. So that was when I, yesterday was when I scheduled in my um, lower body strength workout. Shit. It was brutal. Like I almost passed out. I genuinely almost did. Like there was a few points where I started to get pretty lightheaded. Um, and I knew that today was just going to have to be a pretty light session, which is why I did my hypertrophy work, um, which I guess is like similar to you know, it's similar. I guess you could call it more of a bodybuilding kind of workout. It's just lighter weight um, for more reps, just trying to, you know, bring up the weak muscle groups, bring up muscle groups, which I think look good because not only am I a performance athlete, but, you know, there is a particular look I'm trying to attain. Um, and there's actually, you know, that look, I reckon that's the fucked up thing about everyone who goes to the gym is like everyone expects that the look you want to attain is the most muscular and the leanest possible when realistically if you're not on steroids if when once you get to a particular level of leanness so probably around six percent body fat is like truly very very lean once you get to that point if you're at that body fat for any longer than a couple of weeks your body's going to start breaking down muscle tissue quite quickly because it needs energy um, because it doesn't have body fat to go to, it doesn't, most likely you're not on many calories, so it doesn't have the calories to work with. So the only other um, fuel source it has is the muscle and it's going to have to break that down. So realistically, it's just not attainable. Um, 
it's just not attainable to be lean and massive at the same time. And before before everyone gets on to me, anyone who tell anyone who is you know like shredded to the bone year round and extremely muscular and always looks pumped up, they're on steroids. I I, I literally don't give a fuck what anyone says. And there's a huge like even if they did drug tests. They'd probably they'd probably pass them. Drug tests are really easy to pass. If like anyone who thinks that drug testing is an efficient way of is like the the be all and end all of um of determining whether someone's on steroids or not, uh, well you know Russia pretty much fucked the Olympic Games. So if you can, if a whole country worth of athletes can make sure that they don't get caught for drugs, caught for steroids in the biggest sporting event in the world, then anyone can pass a fucking drug test. Honestly, anyone can pass one. But, you know, I think that's, in terms of the look that I'm trying to attain, it's a functional look. You know, it's, you don't want to be huge and muscle bound, which is like, I'm probably as heavy as I want to get. You know, probably the heaviest I want to be is about 110, 110 kilos, um, which is like, 238 pounds or something like that. Uh, and I think that for me is just, you know, it's the sweet spot. You don't want to be too, you don't want to be too big. Um, and I've been working on my flexibility as well, which is coming along marvelously. We're actually quite surprised with how well it's coming along. Um, but realistically, if you want to look, if you if your goal is to just look big, and this is coming from someone who's a personal trainer, it's probably a good idea to hold a little bit of body fat because you're going to look bigger in clothes. And also, like how fu- how frequently are you not wearing clothes? Because I tell you, when I see someone who doesn't have their shirt on, I do not think, "Wow, what a physique he has." I think, "Wow, what a fucking dickhead walking around with it without a shirt on." That's what I think. Do you know what I mean? And maybe that's just me, but uh, it seems to be a pretty common opinion. Irrespective of that, fuck it, we'll move on. So, Super Rugby Week Four first match is the Friday night match. Uh, at five thirty p.m., we have the Highlanders against the Stormers. The Highlanders need a win here. I'm taking the Highlanders by two points. No, actually, I'm going to say eight points uh, because it's never in between. <laughs> it never is in between. I think, realistically, I'm just predicting this on the fact that it's a home game for the Highlanders and South African teams aren't great on the road. That being said, the Stormers, I think, make up for their lack of star power, star power in terms of big names. Uh, I think they're a great team. They actually went pretty well against the Crusaders last week. So who knows? But I'm going to take the Highlanders by eight points. Uh, Then we have, Jesus Christ, we have the Melbourne Rebels against the Brumbies. Now, I, I, I want to be optimistic about this game. I truly do. I was optimistic about the Reds and the Brumbies last week. And we ended up with a fucking no try. Like, we ended up with 18 points to 10. You know... I don't know what the Brumbies are doing. So I'm going to take the Rebels by two points simply because it's at home. They should win. God, it's just depressing. Watching these Aussie derbies are depressing. They truly, they genuinely are the worst matches of the weekend. And like, I hate to say that because I want, like, first and foremost, as a player, I just want to see good rugby. You know what I mean? As a player and a coach, I just want to see good rugby being played. And... You know, I just don't want to see boring shit. And I look, I'm the first person to say, take penalty goals. If they're on offer, you've got to take them. But it was just so such a stop-start game. 
you know, I, I respect Brad Thorne. I think he was a great player, but I just, I, I cannot get my head around 19 and 20 year olds being the best players in Queensland to play super rugby. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, if you want to find good quality players with experience of playing at a high level, come down to the shoot shield and there's a few hundred of them. You know, between the ages of 22 and 28, there's a couple of hundred of them um, who are all freakishly, you know, really talented, would kill for an opportunity at Super Rugby. Um, but, you know, I don't really understand 19 and 20-year-olds getting a gig before they've even played first-grade club rugby. Um, but realistically, that's not my decision. Uh, so in that match, Rebels versus Brumbies, I'm going to take the Rebels by... Two points is what I said. Now, here we go. If you watch no game all weekend, apart from this one, make the only game you watch this one. We have Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening, 5.35 p.m., the Hurricanes against the Crusaders. My top two teams are playing each other. Jesus Christ, it's a difficult game to tip. The Hurricanes are at home. The Crusaders are probably the best team the most consistently good um, Super Rugby team ever. Oh man, um, these are hard predictions to make too because no one's named their side yet. Uh, so it's a difficult, difficult discussion. I'm gonna go the Crusaders by three points. Um, probably Richie Mwanga to kick a kick a penalty goal in about the 77th minute. But th- this is gonna be a great game. I've never, I have never ever. In my life, you come away from watching a New Zealand derby game and said, wow, I'm actually really disappointed. That wasn't a good game at all. They're always good games. They truly are always good games. They're fast. They're physical. You know, they're intense. They're just absolutely everything you want in a rugby game. And I love watching. They're my favorite games to watch. And they're pretty much the only games I watch in full. Are, um, are the New Zealand derby games. Otherwise, I'm just fucking fast-forwarding through, trying to get through the other some of the other games. Uh, and then Saturday night, we have the Reds against the Bulls. I've just given my thoughts on the Reds. I think the Bulls are winning this, if I'm, if I'm going to be honest. I was actually talking to my dad the other day about this on the way back home from kicking practice. Um, and we were just saying, the Bulls actually have a really strong 10, 12, 13. They've got Marnitz Boshoff at 10, uh, Andre Pollard at 12, and... Jesse Creel at 13. And that's a that's a lethal 10, 12, 13. Um, as well as strong for, strong physical forwards like they always do. I think the Bulls win on experience and just better players. Like I hate to say it like that, but they have better players than the Reds. They genuinely do. Um, so I think the Bulls by... I'm going to go the Bulls by 10. Uh, I, I think it won't be too close. Then we have an interesting match to tip, the uh, the Sharks against the Sunwolves. I'm going to have to take the Sharks. Unfortunately, like, I want to see the, I, I want to see the Sunwolves win some games this year. I genuinely do. Uh, but I think it's going to be difficult for them now that they've sort of cut the weaker teams from Super Rugby. Um, I don't want to say the weaker teams. They were never, you know, the Kings, the Cheaters, and the Force were never the weaker teams. They were just the teams that got cut. Um, so I shouldn't say weaker teams because I remember the Cheetahs had, I don't know what season it was. Maybe it was 2013 or 20, it was, I think it was 2013. 
and the cheetahs just fucking dominated. And I remember I'd always record that game because it was going to be the best game all weekend. They were going to, they had non-existent defense, but they were going to score about 60 points, like 40, between 40 and 60 points. Saro Pretorius at number nine was going to score four tries. Um, and it was always going to be a sick game. Uh, I loved those games, but realistically back to it. Uh, I'm going to take the sharks by a pretty convincing margin. I'd say between 17 and 25 points. Uh, I'd like to see the Sunwolves really win some games, though. But it's it's actually quite weird because the Sunwolves are made up of players who also play in Japan um, in terms of... So, for example, in Japan, they have the top league, which is like if um, if someone says, oh, you know, he's gone to play rugby in Japan, you can assume that he's probably playing in the top league in that, co- in that competition uh, for a club in that competition. Uh, so basically, the Sunwolves is the best players from the top league playing for the Sunwolves who also, who aren't playing anywhere else. Um, so it's, it's almost a bit weird because they effectively play for two teams uh, in a dual kind of brand situation. Uh, so I'm taking, yeah, but the Sharks for probably maybe by 21, 22 points, between 17 and 25 points is what I've got it. Now we've got the Lions against the Blues uh, on, Jesus, it's early. It's going to be early on Sunday morning. Um, so the Lions, somewhat similar to what I predicted, are sitting in first place. Jesus, they're a good team. They are such a good team. I think the Lions are going to win this by about 12 points. The, I don't know. To be honest, I don't know what's wrong with the Blues. I, I really don't. They just, they've had a couple of derby games, um, so you can't be too rough on them for losing them. But it's um, it's just unlucky. that They seem to be... It's hard. They seem to recruit well. They seem to have such a good roster, but they just can't put it together um, when it matters in the game. So I don't want to be too rough on them, but I think the Lions are just absolute quality. The Lions probably have one the best well-rounded non-Kiwi roster um, in the comp. So yeah, I'm going to take the Lions by about... What did I say? I said about eight points. Seven to ten points. Let's say eight. And then our last game of the weekend, we have the Jaguares against the Waratahs. I'm going to take the Waratahs by three points here. I think it'll be closer than what people think. The Jaguares have a very strong scrum. The Waratahs have had a a historically weak scrum over the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to take the Waratahs by three points. It's going to be a physical game. I don't think it'll be the most exciting game, if I'm honest, uh, for the simple reason that I think the Jaguars are just going to try and um, dominate in the forwards, which is understandable. I'm going to take the, the Waratahs by three points, like I said. Uh, and then so and then the Chiefs have the bye as well. So basically, that's my they're my Super Rugby predictions for the week. Um, I haven't given you players to look out for. You can sort of listen back to my Super Rugby preview for the main players I, I think you should look at. Um and then we also have the Western Force uh, playing. Western Force squad got announced yesterday for. I don't even know what it's called. It's called um, the Indo Pacific Championship. Jesus Christ, what even is this? Uh, so it's called the Indo Pacific Championship, and they've recruited some good players. Um, they're playing against. In 2018. 
Um, from May through August, they're going to play against Fiji, Tonga, the Rebel, the Melbourne Rebels, the Crusaders, Samoa, Hong Kong, and then a, a team to be announced. Uh, so they have a, a decent squad. It's a bit of a weird squad, to be honest. There's not too many high-profile names. Probably the most high-profile name is um, Jacques Ferry, who was a center for the Springboks, uh, and he's coming out of retirement, so you can assume he's going to you know, he's probably had a few zeros put on the end of his contract, uh, which is, you know, nothing to be, you know, I wouldn't be pissed off about at that. I think he's a pretty good player. Um, he's coming out of retirement though, but look, the, this is so weird to me, this force thing. Who the hell is going to play in the Indo-Pacific Championship? Uh, like, I, I literally, I, I wish someone had explained to me because... I don't like I don't understand who it's going to be but shout out to this legend Andrew Forrest who Jesus he's balling he's got a net worth of 4.2 billion dollars what the fuck oh my god um he's the former CEO of Fortescue Metals Group and basically he's the one who's um he's the one who is sort of funding the reds I mean not the reds sorry um funding the uh the western force and I think it's good. It, I'll tell you what. I think it's good that the Force is staying as a team because to me, it, it is so fucking stupid to only have rugby in a professional sense on the east coast of Australia. Like, if you actually look at a map of Australia, if you just Google map of Australia and you just look at the east coast, it's pretty. It's a pretty small area. Like, I don't. If you play rugby in the Northern Territory, I don't know what the hell you're gonna do. If you play rugby in um, Western Australia, I guess you're going to have to play for the force. Um, but I don't know if this is going to be a big thing. If this is going to be like a rival to super rugby, it definitely won't be a rival. Um, but if it's going to probably feature some Japanese teams from the top league, possibly some, you know, Islander teams, maybe some Fijian Tongan Samoan teams. Look, realistically, I have no idea. Um, but I guess that's the news is the force have unveiled a 2018 squad, uh, with you, look, you can Google that. I'm not going to read. It'll take me five minutes to read out, read out all the names, but you know, there's some, there's some decent names in there. Uh, none that too many people would know. Probably the most well-known is Jacques Fury, uh, Chris Olcock as well. Marcel Braki, Rod Davies as well. Um, Peter Grant is stuck around there, but that's it really. Um, so that's it for the force. It's nice to see that they are going to be hanging around and they are going to have, um, going to have some matches. You know, I, I think that's good. I think it really is. Now onto the six nations. We are hitting crunch time at the six nations round four. We have round four and round five to go. Currently, Ireland are the only undefeated team, which means we are the only team left with a chance at the Grand Slam. Everyone else has lost a game, uh, and we have two big games left. All right, so we have this weekend, Ireland against Scotland at the Aviva Stadium or Lansdowne Road. Uh, shit, it's going to be a big game. It really is going to be a big game. I'm going to see if they've announced the teams yet. I can't imagine they would have, considering it's only Tuesday there. Come on, teams. No, no team data is currently available. So that's absolutely brilliant. That is. <laughs> but I'm, t- I'm going to take... I'm taking Ireland by um, 
shit. I'm going to take them by seven points. Home t- home ground, plus I'm biased. So that's they're the reasons why it's happening. Uh, then we have France against England at the start of France. Taking England because France are probably the most inconsistent team in the history of rugby, full stop. Uh, I'm taking England by, I'm going to say six points. I don't think there's going to be too many tries. Uh, yeah, realistically, I don't think there's going to be too many tries. Could be a good game, but I think the Ir- the Ir- the Ireland-Scotland game is going to be the best one. Um, uh, it really is. It really is going to be such a good game. Scotland have come back, man. I'm really happy to see both these teams sort of um, insert themselves as, I guess, insert themselves as some of the best teams in the world. And if you look at the World Rugby Rankings, you know, Ireland are number three and Scotland are number... Hold on, I'm just getting it up, lads. Scotland are number five. And, oh my God, look... I don't want to sound like an Australian hater because I live in Australia. How the fuck are Australia number four? Last time I checked, Scotland beat Australia twice last year. So how the hell are Australia on top of Scotland in the rankings? This It just doesn't make sense. Whoever writes these rankings must have a fucking disability because this is, this is so stupid that you can beat a team twice in one year and still be below them in the rankings. And South Africa are freaking sixth. How the fuck is South Africa sixth? Who even knows? I swear to God, I'm so... Whoever writes these rankings is an idiot. You know, so whoever writes the rankings can get at me, honestly. And then last game of the week, we have Wales versus Italy. Um, Jesus, Italy have a rough time in the Six Nations. They really do. Uh, So I'm going to take Wales by quite a convincing margin. I'm going to say 18 points. Uh, Could be more could be less obviously it's going to be either more or less than 18 points or it's going to be 18 points <laughs> but uh yeah i'm going to take wales by 18 points it's a home home game it's at the millennium stadium it's just that's just the way it is i feel bad for italy i wish they'd start you know i wish they'd win more i truly do i really wish they would but um so currently the table is Ireland are on 14 points, England are on 9, Scotland on 8, Wales on 6, France on 6, and Italy on none. So that is the way it's looking. Uh, what else is happening? What else is happening? Not too much is happening, I guess. Um, i got to leave for class in 20 minutes, so I might wrap up in a couple. Uh, but look, I, I want to see what I'd like to see, genuinely. Uh, I'd just like to see better rugby being played from the Australian teams. You know, it's, it, it is kind of disappointing. Um, but realistically, you can't do too much about it. Can someone tell me why Will Genia has hair extensions in? He seriously has hair extensions in because, you know, a, a black person's hair is very short and curly and it does not equate to how long his hair is right now. So look, I don't know, man. Whoever's, I gotta say, they've done a good job. His hair looks good, uh, but he's got hair extensions in. Um, also, I think John O'Lance earlier this week, who plays number 10 for the Reds, signed for Worcester on a two year contract. Smart guy, get the fuck out of there while you can. Um, out of the Reds, I mean. Realistically, would I rather play in the UK than in Australia right now? Yeah, yeah, I probably would. 
Um, I, I can't blame him. I really can't. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture right now, and the way um, Will Genia's hair looks, he literally looks like he's got like a a proper rust Rastafarian dreadlock undercut. So I'm like, I'm not complaining. Actually, it's a pretty good looking hairstyle, but I'm you know, wider than A4 paper. So I obviously wouldn't be able to pull that off. But look, I'm going to wrap it up, lads. 25 minutes. Um, I appreciate you joining me. I hope you've had a good one. Uh, this is going up on the Thursday. Um, so I'll be back next Tuesday to recap all the rugby from the weekend. Hopefully I'm a happy man. If Ireland have won, that means we just have to beat England. Uh, not that we just have to beat England. It's going to be a tough game, but uh, hopefully we can get through it. Um, so I want to thank you guys for joining me and I'll catch you guys in the next episode.